Why, hey there. This is Darcy Jeremy. You are listening to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. And today we're talking about safety, legislation, workers' compensation and liability, and OSHA. What does this mean to you as a practitioner? And what can you share with your employers and your network about how this magical system works? Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. As ergonomics consultants, whether or not you've been in the industry for years or you're making the shift from another profession in health, whether it's OT or PT, massage, kinesiology, you name it. One of the biggest things that I've noticed that really works when I'm developing a relationship with an employer is education on the entire system, from workers' compensation to OSHA to NIOSH. And this is going to be entirely based on what country you're in right now. You know that I'm Canadian, so we don't have OSHA, but we have an or- organization that's similar. We don't have NIOSH, but we have an organization that's similar. The same is true for Australia, England. I know you have the HSE, um, but I know that because I did my master's from the University of Derby in Eng- uh, England, in the UK. So uh, keep that in mind while I'm going to be going through this. Because most of my audience is in the States, I'm going to be having that type of centric view, but it's very, very similar in whatever country that you're in. It really is. So what I'm sharing right now, it's going to be very reflective. And those are going to be simple tips that you can add value to clients and prospects alike. One aspect to why I think this is so important is that it can take some time and resources, whether or not you're paying for it, to educate your clients, your prospects, your community to all of the aspects that I want to talk about today. Because if they don't fully understand the reason why ergonomics is so important and how it can save them money and improve their profit and operations, then they're probably not going to see the value of ergonomics. So explaining what these different organizations are related to them is a really good way to move forward with an organization. And not only is this going to be useful for that one organization, it's going to be for your entire community. Let's start with workers' compensation. So workers' compensation is a type of insurance and it requires companies to pay premiums, just like any other type of insurance. The workers' compensation insurance then pays set rates for benefits depending on the job and the type of injury. And if you know anything about 
workers' compensation. This is a little bit off topic, but something to look into in your jurisdiction. If you just do a little due diligence, due diligence and see what the unfunded liability is for most jurisdictions, and you'll see that it's millions, if not billions of dollars. So something to think about here in the workers' compensation realm. Maybe that's worth a chat with a workers' compensation expert in one of our later podcasts. Here's the key thing with workers' compensation. To be covered under the WCB, workers' compensation insurance, an injury must meet three conditions. First, it arose from an accident. Two, it arose out of the worker's employment. And three, it occurred during the course of employment. It's not just that. I'm talking obviously overall, but these workers' compensation would be similar in many of the jurisdictions around the world. So overall, the goals of workers' compensations include that it provides sure, prompt, unreasonable income and medical benefits to work accident victims or income benefits to their dependents, regardless of faults. That's something that we really have to share with organizations because sometimes they would really need to be educated that it's a no-fault insurance. Um, Workers' compensation boards also provide a single remedy to reduce court delays, costs, and workloads arising out of personal injury litigation. They eliminate payment of fees to lawyers and witnesses, as well as time-consuming trials and appeals. And they encourage maximum employer interest in safety and rehab through an experience rating mechanism. That's really important too. Every industry has a different experience rating mechanism. And what this means is really how that organization relates to the group of their peers. And based on whether or not they're higher or lower, they can get a little bit of a rebate or pay a little bit more. So that's really interesting to share with your employer. And the workers' compensation also promotes the study and causes of of accidents. Here's the thing about Let's see, it'll be about 60 years ago, many people thought that the safety and rehab um, and the interest in safety and rehab from employers, it just wasn't enough. Um, they, they found that there's a lot of many um, poor health and safety standards, and there was a lot of injuries and deaths that were occurring. So in the 1970s, the federal government put into place the Occupational Safety and Health Act. That is where OSHA came from. It established an administrative arm, OSHA, under the U.S. Department of Labor. And what OSHA does, it, it implements safety programs, sets and revokes health and safety standards, conducts inspections, investigates problems, monitors illnesses and injuries, issues citations, assesses penalties, petitions, and courts to take appropriate action against unsafe employers, provides safety training, (laughs) provides injury prevention consultation, and maintains a database on health and safety statistics. Have you... 
had some time to look at these health and safety statistics. They're very useful. Um, head to the OSHA website and you can look at how expensive both indirect costs and direct costs of a carpal tunnel syndrome injury or other types of um, injuries that you can share with employers because there is a general unknown to the amount that these types of injuries cost them. Really, they're surprised. I, th I believe that a regular strain and sprain can cost an employer $30,000 in direct fees. And I believe the indirect fees are almost double, if not more. Check that out for your own due diligence, but it is so powerful to share these statistics. Most employers have no idea. So OSHA also has specific processes and standards for specific industries, such as construction, agriculture, and maritime. I've looked at these before, and I have to tell you, it's incredibly valuable because OSHA goes into the processes, uh, and I'm talking about the meat industry. I've looked at this before. It's so useful, but I'm sure you can look in the other aspects. It's free on their website. The reason why it's so valuable is that you can share with your employers the processes and adapt the processes to, the, to your area and make a process that you can share with employers based on what OSHA recommends. It's incredibly useful. If you haven't checked out the OSHA website for this specific area, I, I recommend that you move forward with that because it's just so valuable. Um, and it helps to build and transition the short wins, the short ergonomics assessments to a long-term um, relationship with your clients. Employers must comply with OSHA regulations through activities including complying with the standards for injury avoidance, keeping records of work-related injuries and death, keeping records of exposure to, of employees to toxic materials and other hazards, and keeping employees informed on matters of safety and health. The last federal organization that I want to talk about, because it's so important to ergonomics, is the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, NIOSH. NIOSH actually has their own lifting equation. It's a powerful tool, and it's something that is almost used every time if you're doing any sort of manual material handling, lifting, in the industries um, that have more physical labor. So check that out, the NIOSH lifting tool. So NIOSH is really cool. And I, I used to know someone who worked at NIOSH. I met her when I was doing the board of certification professional ergonomist <laughs> to bring her on the podcast. I'll have to look for her. But um, NIOSH performs research and education functions. It conducts and it reviews research to identify hazardous types of conditions in the workplace, and it prepares recommendations that often become provisions of OSHA standards. So I hope this was useful for you. We talked about the workers' compensation 
um, boards, and I realize that you might be in many parts of this world, but in most jurisdictions, there's a lot of similarities. Um, so we talked about the value of the Workers' Compensation Board. The reason why OSHA was brought into place in the first place and how NIOSH works related to that. Often you might hear that um, a certain ergonomics course out there is compliant with OSHA. What that just means is that it's looking, the course is looking at the risks related to um, how injuries are brought about and what you have to do to mediate those risks. So really, any most courses are compliant with OSHA. Like my course, the Ergonomic Blueprint, is compliant with OSHA. It really is. Um, however, that reflects the the lack of knowledge about ergonomics. When other healthcare professionals think by just taking a simple course, they're going to be compliant with OSHA. Of course, you're going to be compliant, but. I really do think that's doing your own research to figure out what that process is in the first place and not trusting an organization, a private label organization that says it's OSHA compliant. Do your own due diligence. Really, it's important. That's a bit of a tangent. I hope you found that this podcast episode was useful and it shifted how you had a perspective with workers' compensation, OSHA, and NIOSH, and how we can share this type of information with our prospects and clients and community in general so we can enhance their knowledge about this. So therewith, then we can enhance the need for ergonomics and the value of ergonomics. Can't wait to chat to you soon. Until next time, this is Darcy Jeremy, and you're listening to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo, and you can get started today.